Hi, I'm Kevin Mahan. And I'm Sam Chaplin. I host the Attitude Era podcast. And I haven't seen any films. And welcome to Cinema Swirl. Episode 5 of Cinema Swirl. I'm going to try to do like some sort of thing where we describe the podcast in the first few moments of the podcast now. Because that whole thing you said about, you know, Cinema Swirl not selling the bill of goods. Yeah, way back in episode 1. Way back yeah. in episode 1. That vision hath come true. Has it? Are people confused? I don't know. I think it's that, unless you've, if you found it just normally on iTunes, you just saw us there. You think it's two really adorable cartoon men reviewing films. Yeah, you won't know what's going on. What's going on? Okay. So let's, let's give this a whirl. Hi, I'm Kevin Mann and my friend Sam's not seen any film ever. <laughs> yeah, the basic gist. I'd also, dipty no. <laughs> do, he's my OT2, because there are two of us. Yes. So, yeah. There you go, nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> We've got it. We got it. That No, I've not seen stuff. Kevin has seen stuff. We sit down, we watch the films. Well, you've seen four of them now, haven't we you? We have a bloody blast. Yeah. yeah. We have a good old time here on Cinema Swirl. You've watched four movies so far, eh? Yeah, yeah. How's, how's, how's the not in total in my life. <laughs> well, I mean, what's that bring the full total up to, like, ten? Eleven, maybe. Are we counting the Lee Mac DVDs? Um, <laughs> just, this is like a retro callback <laughs> to episode one. Well, uh, this episode is a very special one. It's the first one where we've... Uh, we, we, I love that we started off as like, go and be super guys, just go do a vote, and we'll just we'll just vote, and that'll be fine. And then it comes to the point where it's like, we actually really want to review The Shining. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's not we want to, well, people, maybe in your case, well, but I people really want have, us to review it. Yeah. And it, it really came properly close second twice, and that, so, you know. I think we need to, I think that we can call this like the Henderson Edict, or give it an official sounding term, the, the technicality in the Cinema Swirl voting system yeah. over on facebook.com slash Cinema Swirl. If you're coming twice second, buy a frog's hair. We, we're going to review it. <laughs> you obviously want to, to want to hear this. So. And as a result, no one voted for this one in first place the last two weeks. It is The Shining. Woo! It's a big one. Yeah. A very big one. Our first horror film. Yeah. But uh, before we get into that, it is, of course, time to delve into the old mailbag. Oh. Why is the deal everyone saying mailbag these days, even though the, the physical mailbag has probably never been used for something like this? Well, you can't see it on a podcast, Kevin. Could be a mailbag. I could have printed them off. <laughs> we get people like, yeah, let, uh, print them off and you put them into envelopes. Yeah. Uh, so we set up a sack. P.O. box. <laughs> <laughs> so people, yeah, actually, uh, we only want uh, real physical letters. Yeah. Uh, like the way someone was telling me that uh, if you read a book on a Kindle, you've not really read the book. No, you have. You've read the words. You've read the words. You've I'm, seen them. I'm much like the people who've sent these messages in really haven't sent anything in at all. <laughs> and on that moment, with that in mind, with that in mind, there's <laughs> nothing. In, time to dip into this hype, nothing bag of nothingness. Yeah. People send these to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. gmail.com. And uh, that includes all potential advertisers as well, Pepsi Max. Yeah, just Pepsi Max, please. You. Just uh, follow, just follow us. Yeah. What happens if you got followed by Pepsi but not Pepsi Max? I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna be like, oh no, it's the wrong brand. <laughs> like, I don't want to get followed by VH. Yeah. I want to get followed by MTV. Actually, yeah. that is a thing we are trying to get Pepsi Max UK to follow us. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, we have a uh, massive nice number of followers there on Twitter. At Cinema Swirl. Uh, it's trying to campaign to get Pepsi Max to follow us. Pepsi Max UK. Pepsi Max UK. Yeah. At Pepsi Max UK. I think that, you know, there can be a lot done with this relationship going forward. We're not saying pester them. 
What is the problem is is that I saw people had actually started tweeting. Yeah. Pepsi Max and yeah. going, Oh, give him a follow, you dirty old soft drink, <laughs> you bubbly <laughs> bastards. You know, and yeah. uh, I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. And I looked yeah. on, on Pepsi Max's actual Twitter thing mm. and it's like the latest tweet they sent as of recording was terms and conditions apply. <laughs> okay. And a link to a mad load of rules for some okay. competition. So it may be a tough one. We've got to break through that cold heart. We've got to break on through to the other uh, side. So, I mean, one theory I have is that, you know, obviously Sam Chaplin, big customer for mm-hmm. Pepsi Max. I've sponsored Pepsi Max, really. When you really? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying that we should withhold your patronage of their particular soft drink. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I mean um, if it comes to us, that being said, if we were to take you off Pepsi Max, the podcast wouldn't last very long. We don't know what would happen. <laughs> the podcast was mad aggressive that'll be a bonus episode <laughs> and Sam's shaking hitting his head off the microphone but yeah no, let's have, make that happen folks yeah we, we appreciate our support and endeavours such as that uh, gonna dip into the old mailbag here got a lot of ones here from Cinema Store I was just thinking email. Kevin sorry to interrupt um, we're never gonna get to this fucking mailbag <laughs> you're saying at the start like people who've not listened before won't know what's going on yeah then we're just talking about get Pepsi Max to follow us yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Go, if you don't know what's going on what are you doing starting an episode start five? at the start yeah yeah Rewind the podcast. Don't just listen to your (laughs) favourite. Yeah, listen to the first one. Okay, so I think we got got one or two that were actually in and around the same kind of, you know, same same thing, basically. One Mm. One from James Albrecht and one from Kevin Poole, both asking generally, what's the worst film you've ever seen? With James stipulating as a, as a bonus or higher to your question, was there ever a movie that actually made you walk out and realise that, you know, your illusions have been shattered of okay. films being wonderful? And Kev saying, is there one that actually made you walk out of the cinema? Okay, so, <laughs> so I mean, all right, worst yeah, film you've ever seen. I really want to, like, straight away I just thought Star Wars The Clone Wars because it was so, so piss poor. But that, that's the one that I just think, that's a bad film that I've seen. That it is, is objectively It's awful. thoroughly rubbish. But it was funny how bad it was. And I didn't want to leave, because I wanted to keep watching how, how bad this film you know, was. You know what's great about the movie? It's like, it was bad. Mm. But now that you've seen the first Star Wars, you even now have perspective to gain yeah. truly how bad it is. My, <laughs> my memory of it is sort of soured as a result of watching the first. Like, it's getting worse. Like, it's like getting yeah. sick, like vomiting a long time ago. Yeah. And then later finding out that he actually had a really weird... Disgusting parasites. Like, oh, that's what caused that. Oh, that's Ooh, even worse. Yeah. You know, doubly unpleasant. Yeah. So, would you say that's the, probably the worst? That's the one I think of off the top of my head. I, I fell asleep during a film. Um, <laughs> that. I've not. I've never. I've never walked out. I don't think I've ever walked out. Well, you mentally um, walked out. I me- I checked out mentally. I just like. What was it? It was. Um, it was the reboot of the Hulk. With Edward Norton. I like that, actually. I think it might have been good. I don't know. <laughs> what, were you just a sleepy man? I was just very tired. It wasn't like, this is so dull, I'm I, having I, a snooze. So it was. It, this was a case of the man was made but from flesh, kind yeah. of, as opposed to I the film. I was so tired and I just fell asleep. Yeah. Did you wake up and then he was like, oh, he's green now. What's going on? And I woke up and there was a different <laughs> film on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so you've never walked out of the cinema? No, have you? I, I imagine you have. I I don't think I have actually. Really? I only watched it once, but it's not really. I, I saw Rambo Five, the remake of Rambo, okay. which is fucking awesome, by the way. Just, Good. It's. I mean, you know, you watched Broken Skull Challenge the other night. Oh yeah. yeah. Good in the same hemisphere. Okay. You know. <laughs> so yeah, it was 
came to the final reel and the sound got messed up, so we sat waiting for like five minutes. Oh, okay, that's not the film. It's not really the film's fault. Uh, I went back and I saw the rest of it. It was top notch. Worth seeing those last ten minutes alone. I came close to walking out previously, but if it's ever a film which is going to cause people to walk out, I take sick joy in watching other people walk out and me kind of... Stay until the end, yeah. Like Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of a Vengeance. You know, the group group I was with, we took perverse pleasure in watching our thin number thin out even more. Like, you know, we went from nine to three over the course of it. I don't know if you've heard this. I don't know if it's true or not. Someone told me that if you leave, I think this might be the Odeon anyway. That's a chain of cinemas here in the UK. Uh, if you leave after like it's like 15 or 20 minutes you can get your money back yeah I've heard that kind of, there is a time limit you have a cooling off period yeah <laughs> whether you like you know you like the film or else. Yeah, but films can be good for like half an hour and then get really rubbish so that's yeah what I like to know. do is uh, go down you know it's, it's kind of like getting loads of free samples at Ben and Jerry's mm. see the first 20 minutes of five <laughs> sequential movies get a taster like, <laughs> try and know. piece together an hour yeah film. piece together an hour of entertainment yeah. from, a, from a band and film watching experiences mm. we had another one as well and okay. uh, we do appreciate all you know we do read all the all the ones here and we've actually got the number of ones has been increasing yes, go on week on week which we notice people like realise uh, oh these can actually be fun <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. As opposed to like... Yeah. Keep them coming, guys. Yeah, yeah. keep them coming. Um, we got one here from James McGlynn. Hi, Kevin. I'm here with an important issue to bring to your attention. Good start. Good start. Thanks very much for getting in touch with important issues to okay. bring to my attention. Um, although, as we'll learn as the message goes on, the adjective important <laughs> has, if not, lost some of its elasticity <laughs> in the last few years. Are you aware that OTP refers to a pairing or two people and not one? I have no idea why I'm getting hung up on that detail when you could just as equally could be humorously implying a comedic subtextual desired pairing between yourself and himself. It's just not clear at this point in time. However, this phrase, Sam is my OTP, is far too ambiguous on this point. Mate, I think it's pretty clear that sounds my OTP. Okay, hold on. Hold on, Kevin. Wait, right. Are you uh, using it as a snappy thing that Tumblr teen says punchline, free from much scrutiny, or is it or canny podcaster? Don't like what that adjective's going there. More savvy than that, your fans demand to know. Well, you demand to know. Okay, who sent this in? Uh, James. Okay, what James has done, he's, he's misunderstood our definition of OTP. Yeah. He thinks OTP, one true pairing. Because yeah. how we're using OTP is OTP, if you Google it, this comes up, one-time password. Yeah. Now, when I set up all the Cinema Swirl accounts... Mate, don't tell them the password. No, well, 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 here's the thing. Here's the great thing about OTP, right? I set up an OTP, a one-time password, so I could let Kevin log on. Did and that password, be? Sam Chaplin. <laughs> so, I don't know where this confusion has come from. I don't know, man. He's clearly just like... Wait, this is Sam, my one-time password, Sam Chaplin. I, I'm going to change my mind. I think we can, re- after that, we can refer to ourselves as being canny. Yeah, we are canny. We're nothing, if, we're nothing if not canny. <laughs> we are canny. But, um, you know... Yeah, what James is talking about is the kind of romantic people ship things, don't they? Yeah, they yeah. ship couples. Of course, you've got little names. Mate, all aboard the SSOTP. Yeah, you, c- you can make us your OTP. Sure. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, and you can combine our names. We've got Sam, we've got Kevin, we've got Cam, Seven. And we've got surnames, of course, Chaplin, Mahan. So, Chahan, and of course, Maplin, which I think is the <laughs> best. <laughs> which I think is the best one. Definitely, yeah. No, I, I mean, I mean, I, I appreciate the email, but like, you know, this ain't no OT3, like, I mean, OTC a layer, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Hashtag Maplin might go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, it might just, like. 
I mean, if we can't get Pepsi to follow us, yeah. Mapper and Electronics, <laughs> we'll just the largest retailer of consumer electronics in the UK, is a surefire number two. Like, yeah. I mean, we're either going to get free Pepsi or free USB sticks out of this game. I will life. drink either. I will drink either happily as well. Yeah. Film today, as not voted by you, The Shining. Yes. Couple of big firsts for this one. First horror film, which we're mm-hmm. reviewing. Do you get scared easily by films? Because usually I keep track of your laughs. Mm. Tonight I'm planning, we're watching this on an eerie Friday night, and it's just after going very dark here. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to keep track of the, I have an eek counter. Okay, a spookometer. A spookometer, yeah. if it, as it were. Um, so do you get you know scared easily by films? I don't watch a lot of horror films, that's the thing. I kind of deliberately avoid them. Because I think, like, the kind of jump scary. So the, the, in and of yourself, though, that's admitting that you think they have the potential to scare you. Yeah. You actively avoid them. No, like, the type of scary... There's two, there's like, well, there's not two types, there's lots of types of scary. But like the film scary, you've got like psychological... Tension just, building. Uh, yeah. Chilly is what that is. Yeah. As opposed to spooky. Stuff that like will upset you scary. like you. But there's also the kind of... <laughs> that kind of... Which actually Fucking makes, hell! <laughs> which actually worked perfectly Mate, with Kevin. Mate, mark yeah. that up on the e-cometer. <laughs> Kevin Dunn scored one on the yeah. e-cometer. It makes you jump and you can't help it. It's when there's like the... It goes quiet... Particularly if you've got a big cinema screen with giant speakers. Yeah, it's going to get you. I, I don't, don't think, like that. Yeah, and if I'm the kind of person who just kind of goes, when a big run comes yeah. to them like that, I'm like, okay, that means that there's something wrong with my basic yeah. motor functions. I still have it. I know it's coming and I brace myself for it, but I still get the thing. And it's not it's not a fun sensation. I don't know why people like that. So you're not a fan then of horror <laughs> movies? Not really. Is there no. any horror movies you've seen that you like? You know what, Kevin? Horror what? comedy doesn't count. Okay, well... I'm f- talking about movies where you've been genuinely scared that you've come, my God. That scared the fuck out of me, and that's awesome. Or at least giving you the heebie-jeebies. Or at least you could have appreciated how it was scary for other people. I'm going to put this out there. And yeah. it has since sort of become like a shit thing. Mm-hmm. The first Saw film... Yeah. Pretty good in terms of... When did that uh, come out? 2000. Five? So you would have been a wee, a wee, yeah. a wee chaplain. Young enough that I shouldn't have been watching it. Really. It was yeah, it, that was pretty freaky stuff, and that's that's not really jumpy scary. That's mm. more oh he's oh he's having to cut off his eye or something to, uh, to yeah. You are pretty squeamish. Am I? I think so. I don't like spiders. You don't like blood. They're not blood, but you know. Yeah. I don't mind blood. Gore. I would say. I would say you're a fan of. Uh. Or... Nah, nah. Uh, I can I can deal with blood, I think. This will be really interesting. Yeah, um, we'll see how we go. Couple of names. First of all, director of this, you know, obviously us being film buffs now because we've no, seen you've no, no, seen four films. Canny film buffs. Canny film podcasting yeah. OT buffs. <laughs> don't um, know, I don't know why that's funny. I don't either, me neither. <laughs> Get that a t shirt. OT buffs. <laughs> yeah. um, Stanley Kubrick. Yes. Name ring a bell? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> seen any of his work? I've seen Clockwork Orange. I like Clockwork Orange. Okay. My right. dad got me a Clockwork Orange poster the other day. Really? Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> no idea why. I got a chocolate orange from the shop. <laughs> <laughs> one, um, one pound. So, your uh, Clockwork Orange, that's one of the few ones, because a few people have requested that. That one of the few mm. ones that's on, actually not on the Sam Chapman not seen any films made Yeah, list. I've seen it. I saw that quite early on. Fan? Yeah. Big fan. I thought I would put that in the kind of... Uh, Watch it on VHS. I would put that in there with kind of your Fight Club and Pulp Fiction in terms of every teenage boy is going to watch that. Yeah, it would work for this, though. If I hadn't seen it, I think it's yeah. kind of up there. 
It's one of the higher ones up there, yeah. definitely. Are you, anything else are you familiar with Stanley Kubrick? Um, 2001 A Space Odyssey? I haven't seen 2001. Dr. Strange of... Nope. Full Metal Jacket? Nope. Eyes Wide Shut? No. Well, <laughs> you know, you haven't seen Spartacus, obviously things like Spartacus and no. older films like that. I mean, he's, he's one of those guys, he's pretty prolific. I mean, you well, know... Well, saying prolific is an incorrect yeah. use of that word. He's pretty. He's, he's like, made a lot of films. He's made like most movies he's made have been like seminally important in some yeah. people's eyes or the other. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say it came to be like a, a a devotee of of Stanley Kubrick and all that. I, any of his films I've seen, I've tended to be like, whoa, holy shit! And he always makes an effort to make his films be very different and stuff like that. Mm. This is like the first movie where I don't know if things like this are even going to register with us because we usually just watch these for goose. But I don't know, like cinematography and like the director having a real like sense over things. Mm. This is not a popcorn classic, so to speak, what we're about to sit into. No. It's a much more dense affair, I think. I think so. Are you up for the challenge, Sam? I'm up for the challenge, yeah. All right. Another name I have to mention, though. Because this is a big one. <clears> I'm know. so worried. I know what you're going to say. I'm really worried that I'm not going to be able to think of any of them. Jack Nicholson. I know who... Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Hollywood funny man. Jackie Nicholson. <laughs> Can you do a Jack Nicholson impression? No. Anything? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't even really know. Oh, is um... Oh, do you know any of his... What's he know? What right, do you th- know? The for? thing that I was like, I'm really worried that I was going to just not have anything because I just worried my memory's bad. I've seen him in the Tim Burton Batman. He was the Joker. Yeah. Um, Did you like him in that, or were you too busy focusing on the music? Another inside ref to yeah. episode one. Um, were you a fan of him in, in that? Yeah. I fucking love Jack Nicholson. I think he's okay. You're big. He's just, he's, rid- he's a ridiculous man. I love that. Yeah, he is weird. He is, mm. but he's fucking good. I don't, I don't. Do you know him from anything other than Joker and the Batman? Don't worry, this is a safe zone, as we've established. <laughs> Someone else listening on Twitter is going to be like, I've not seen that either, and I also like Pepsi Cherry, so yeah, you know. Okay, not off the top of my head. Okay. You couldn't. Could you do a, a, a quote or anything associated with him? We'll talk about this in a bit. That A lot of quotes from Shining I sort of know already. Oh, really? I mean, what quotes from The Shining? I mean, Shining is one. Is that, Were people ever pestered you to watch The Shining? A little bit. Because I know a lot of people have been like, kind of like, they refuse to watch it because they're like, oh, it's too scary. Yeah. It's not really that. So, I mean. It's the, here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Yeah. Which, in itself, funnily enough, is a reference to Johnny Carson. Hey! hey! Sam Chaplin on top of his American talk yeah. show house. Um, there's that. There's all work and no play makes. I'm worried. I know a lot the shinning. about. Yeah, the shinning. I mean, you have to acknowledge it. The, sh- the first time I saw this movie, yeah. I had a fucking laugh riot. Because because it was like ninety seven ninety eight. I was just young enough to kind of still not take things like that seriously, mm. and I was a big Simpsons fan, and I yeah. just couldn't get through the movie without. Is it a whole episode or is it Halloween? It was bit? one of the Treehouse of Horrors, but one of like the, the real classic Simpson mm. parodies of something. Do you yeah. have you you've seen it? The show? Yeah, yeah, not in a while, but uh, yeah, I have seen it. So things like that. What bits from The Shining besides here's Johnny? Here's Johnny. And all, all work and no play. Uh, there's little twins. There's Who do you a, think the little twins are? Just little twins. Twin girls. Little girls. Twins. <laughs> they're in a corridor. <laughs> they can say twins over and over again, like some divine Oh, well, they're in space as well. Boy on a tricycle. Yeah. Red rum. Wow, that's another Simpsons. And that was in um, Simpsons as well, if you remember. Yeah. Oh, uh, spoiler alert. Some, someone freezes at the end. Another, there's some yeah. freezing going on. Yeah. 
very obscure frame of reference, um, a musician that we are both familiar with, Jay Retard. Yeah. An album cover of his is mm. taken, like, it's him recreating a screen cap from The Shining. What do you think happens so, in The Shining? They go to a house. Mm-hmm. Who are they? Oh. Family. Family. A family. Jackie Nicholson. Tell us a story, <clears> sir. <throat> Once upon a time, in a galaxy far, far away, <laughs> Jackie Nicholson and his family... I, okay, but the thing about The Shining, I'm thinking now, I think they go... They're a nice family. Uh-huh. They go to a house. Yeah. The house fucks them up. That's you, Now evil, that's been done, like, since... Either. Evil, are you saying evil house then? Evil house, I'm saying. Ghost house. Ghost house. Tainted house. Tainted. You didn't tell me there'd be no ghosts in this yeah. house. Yeah, I think that's, that might have, that sort of kind of creepy trope. Okay. Might have existed pre-Shining, but since Shining, I think there's other things where it's so, like, nice family, go to a place, awful things happen in the nice place. Cause so basically you're saying that Shining kind of like solidifies the uh, spook house trope. Yeah. As in house that is... Is the house haunted? I don't know if it's haunted. Or the house itself is evil. That's what you seem to mean. It be. might be a bad house. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. Naughty house. It was made by a cowboy builder. <laughs> I saw him on ITV once. Great British cowboy baker. Um, yeah. Oh, there's another way to see it. Obviously, Shining. Do you know where it comes from originally? Again, this is like... We said we were going to do The Shining, and then people have been talking to me about it because I, I interact with people who listen to the at podcast. Sam Chaplin, yeah, uh, at Kevin Man, yep, with an F, with an F on Twitter, yeah. yep. with um, two T's. No, people have been talking to me like IRL in real life about Shining. Yeah, like, oh, like you should watch the TV series because Stephen <sighs> King had more of an input in that, and there was some kind of argument with Kubrick. Stephen King, King yeah, the reason is because Stephen King, you obviously know him, horror writer. Mm-hmm. Basically, real life Garth Marenghi, yeah. and um, yeah, I know there's a screen about this film in that because you know Kubrick. I think we mentioned his other movies. Very strong vision, very strong stamp on the film, and yeah. kind of very Billy Basic. I know there's more to it than this. But, uh, Stephen King thought that his vision of the, the the book was obscured by Kubrick's kind of overall vision, and yeah. kind of he changed. Now he didn't necessarily change things, but. The point maybe was lost in Stephen King's mind or most whatever. Of, most, if not all, of Kubrick's stuff is based on existing literature. A lot it? of it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, Stephen King. You ever read a Stephen King book? Not really. I no. knew a lad in school used to pretend to read Stephen King books. Mm-hmm. Get big out like a map, big good value book. Read Ghostbusters, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about you know, Stephen King books now. Yeah. This lad, he take him out like Are they big books. He'd be size of three of your books, you know. <laughs> You know, like family economies, like a book that would feed a family of six. Yeah, yeah. Leftovers. Have oh. a bit of book in a Tupperware box for the next day's yeah. dinner. Um, Take a chapter each. <laughs> he'd pick it up and he, we'd be like, man, this man's pounding through these books. Mm. He's knocking them back. I think he's got bookaholism. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I sat down once and he was reading in study hall. He's like, yeah, I'm reading Stephen King's The, the Shining today. Pulls out this book that's bigger than him, and man, you ever see a man pretend to read like for the? I mean, I'm not gonna. This isn't somebody he didn't have like learning difficulties. He was he was just a lazy guy, like yeah, yeah. He was just uh, one of those kinds of guys who wanted to say that he had read a big book to impress a teacher, and he'd look and his head would but move. Once he started, like the amount of time it takes to go to go. Right, do they think I'm reading it? And to shake the head left to right, mm. turn the page at an amount of time that they've determined is enough. 
to make you think that that's way more hard than reading yeah it is deception for the sake of deception (laughs) right there I'm proud to admit never read a Stephen King book okay me neither hot trash well I don't know well I mean he came up with a lot of very goofy things yeah I don't know you know a lot of it is kind of classic isn't it in terms of yeah exactly it's seminal I'd say you know (laughs) have you ever been scared by reading a book just as a final one here no because that's what people find like, oh, the Stephen King book, it's so scary. And I'm almost like tempted to not read it. <laughs> How are you scared by a book? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you nerd. I ain't get scared by no book. What are you? Some geek? Yeah. yeah. Who are you taking to the prom? A book? Well, that's the point, actually. Books can't go, well, yeah, they can't really. They can know. if they're pop up. <laughs> like the books I read. <laughs> oh, I turned that book and I pulled a peg and a ruddy big ghost shot out of me. Creaking, took me right by surprise. Fold it out like they do. Or if it's got those things that they have in like expensive greetings cards that open up and it makes a noise. It's usually whatever like, you want, <laughs> dun, dun, whatever you need. Congratulations. <laughs> Boom. I feel that the mood is far too light now. Okay. For you to be legitimately scared by this film. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see. I'm sure. We're going to observe official cinema swirl. Spooky film rules. This is our first spook film. Okay. Lights will be off. Right. And we will sit on separate couches. Okay. So no, no, no cuddling the, if we're to, to sense the feeling of anticipation and dread. Yeah. Are you ready to, to go do a cinema swirl? Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, OTP. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's do a swirl. Talk about football coming home. <laughs> Talk about shining coming, coming home. home. Oh. Um, to set the scene for you right now, that is a long movie. Yeah. Longer than we initiated to the pages. <laughs> and uh, welcome to the first ever edition of Midnight Swirl with Sam oh. and Kevin. We've got our hot beverages. <sighs> and good lord, Sam Chaplin has previously mentioned... A professor of wizardry when it comes to making tea. Good tea. Initial reactions. Good film is a more is a more important question. Right. Well, here's the thing. In the other films, we've I've been able to go either yeah or yeah or uh, or fuck yeah. But this is more. Uh. <laughs> it's weird because there were two ways at the moment. It's like one is like. Sam, you do seem visibly upset and distressed yeah. right now. I'm like, that is probably a good thing, but it's yeah. very hard to resolve that as it being a good thing. Yeah, that, that's not like, oh, it was shit. It's like, oh, it worked really well at scaring me a bit. Yeah. So it scared you at points. Well, it, it's more freaking out. It's, that's it what's just, going for It us, was unsettling. That's yeah. the word I kept thinking. This is really unsettling me. Um, I think you mentioned before we, we watched... He said that there was the two kinds of scares. There was the one where it was like, bleh! And, and then there's there this one. one. Wait, this one? I don't know. I'd argue that this has kind of got a... There's a deeper scare to it than simply yeah, yeah, yeah. going, bleh! You know, it's... Uh, yeah. Man, this gets to you. Whew. Yep. Are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> you sure you want another bit of tea or something? No, I'll, I'll get through my tea during this show. But... Okay, well, I mean, I was... Throughout watching this, I was keeping score to see if you seemed visibly scared at points. Mm-hmm. 
And then in, well, we were this, in the dark, though. We were in the dark, yeah. which made note taking a, a scary uh, feat in of itself. <laughs> and uh, I was a little concerned showing the first horror movie. Mm. Admittedly, not a horror fan. Horror movies, when watched in the pr- company of another person, when both of us, we, we like to take the Mickey out of, out of films and all that. Yeah. that was, this yeah. is a movie, and a lot of horror movies like this, that could easily be disassembled and kind of put away in their little box by snickering at, at, at the few yeah. moments. Yeah. Not many laughs for you in this one. Not as not many. There were some. There were, but not not as many as. Uh, <laughs> it it <laughs> boded poorly right off the bat when we started with that big rolling shot and all the synth, and, yeah, that, and yeah. you went, "Is this it?" <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's just a man in a car driving through the yeah. countryside. I did say they were driving through the uh, Google Chromecast <laughs> backdrop, which. It's a niche reference, but, you know, you'll like it if you know what that is. The credits, then, almost immediately after this, once the credits came up, you just started laughing around the moment. Okay, well, the shots, I should say. Yeah. Of them driving through the country. Absolutely beautiful. We were watching this on Blu-ray, by the by, cool. and it fucking looked gorgeous. It looked amazing. Oof. But the thing I would say, the titles... Now, right, I've written Windows Movie Maker titles at the start... <laughs> But the thing is, Windows Movie Maker titles must have been based on something that looks cool at a time. And, and you think this may have been it? Maybe. Like, it's not It's not bad, but it just looks the kind of... I don't know. It's, uh, I was yeah. kind of expecting a watermark in this whole movie in the middle, <laughs> created by Stanley Kubrick, free trial software. Like. Yeah, it's just the film itself is so... So it was the font, then, that got you? Not really? the font. It was, well, it was a very simple font, and it was the movement of the font. Right. I mean, even the colour of the font. Oh, because I thought off. there were some silly names. Oh, there, oh Kevin, there were silly names. Because, I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'm a sucker for silly names and credits. Mm. I've watched Twin Peaks around a thousand times and every time the name Michael Horse comes up. <laughs> I know, right? I watch it with Adam and he's like, oh, grow up. It's like, it's a man named after a fucking hoofed animal. I'm laughing. I'm sorry. Michael Horse. <laughs> so the Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers. Yeah. Came up. I'm not sure who the Scatman is. Someone's going to tell us. Yeah, who's Scatman Crothers? There you go, tweet in, that's in of a Let swirl. Know. But yeah, the titles, the film itself is so cinematically, impeccably well done. And then the titles just seem a bit shit, but it's not, they're not. But, I mean, yeah. He spent too much time, that, that's common criticism of Kubrick would be that he uh, spends too much time on the film and not enough time on yep. the font at the start with the titles. Title design, yeah. It's like a very smart student who'd write their name very shoddily at the top of their exam paper, yeah. similar context. Mm. Mm, yeah. Mm. Films, yeah, mm. uh, but Kubrick. I think you know it, it's 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 easy to kind of just go, oh, strong director there, a lot a lot of directorial style. But you could really tell that it was mm. like not your not your standard trip to the cinema in this no. instance. Uh, the use of music, the way the camera rolls across some of these shots, the re reusing the same kind of camera shots in different contexts. Good God, it's a fucking beautiful film. It is, yeah. Just to any sort of scene. To look at a lot of these scenes of loopable gifs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think most of this movie has made its way onto Tumblr. Yeah, yeah, because it's just it just looks so good. And I mean, I tell you, Jack Nicholson, he's a straight up OTP, like, I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You yeah. can't deny that. We should talk about the man himself first of all. Jack Nicholson in this. What do you reckon to him? He shows up for this interview. Yeah. I thought this film was going to be lovely, friendly family. Yeah. 
going to a house, I thought. Not a hotel, but whatever. You thought you thought it was a hot, like kind of the house itself was the villain. Was yeah. Like what you were going for. But I think Jack Nicholson, already a bit of a creep. Yeah. Already a fucking weirdo. Definitely. Yeah. Big it? eyebrows on him. Everyone in this film is a bit... Off. Yeah. I think it's like, I don't know, you, you get a great sense of like, everyone sounds a little natural. Everything mm. kind of flows at a slightly unnerving pace. No one ever seems like genuinely comfortable at any given no. time. And uh, yeah, I think that, particularly that day, the opening scene, the interview scene, it's just kind of like, you could tell there's something off about Jack Nicholson. Yeah, it's like a d- semi-normal conversation, but it just feels just re- it's, little it's just bit. enough that it's, uh, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. We're introduced to the... Uh, the mom and boy. Yep. Olive oil. Yeah, I thought we were... <laughs> She's there, and I thought well, this was a new uh, little punk brat kid, by the way, he was acting up. Easy money! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in the little weird weird finger thing, straight off. Easy money! Easy money! <laughs> what do you think of the kid? I mean, child actors... I mean, we ran across... Well, Michael J. Fox was a grown-ass man when he was in Back to the Future, but obviously mm. we had young uh, young John Connor as our other child. This was a very young fellow. Mm. Look, I thought, you know, he did a good job. Yeah, kid, no. Could... Kids, particularly young kids, can fuck up a movie by being wooden. Yeah, this kid didn't do that. No, he's, no, he's damn pretty, good. pretty damn convincing. Yeah, Jackie's very creepy. And also as creepy as the kid's little imaginary friend, Tony, who he's got that just slightly too creepy voice from. Yeah. Um, Jack is warned. He's taking over, looking over this uh, the hotel, <laughs> the Overlook Hotel for the off-season with his yeah. family. He's going to be there for five months. Five months of peace and quiet. (laughs) Of course, solitude can become a problem for some people. Not for me. (laughs) I love my family. I'm going to be fine. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, he's also then involved of, like, he goes, just so you know, someone who did this exact job killed their two children, their wife, and then themselves. Not me. (laughs) I don't even know how to use a gun. (laughs) He's like, he's ah! Yeah, two little girls. Wonder who they might be. Um, who knows? Uh, Big question there. That's Jack Nixon though. He's like me. I've never murdered my family. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. So we have the uh, kid Danny talking to himself for long periods of time, yeah. getting some sort of talking to Tony Finger, talking to Tony, um, relative of Tom Thumb. I think I say he was relative of Tony Soprano. <laughs> oh, oh, forget about it, Danny. He's not here right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fucking scafooza. <laughs> anyway, uh, we get lots of like visions and uh, stuff which we're going to see throughout the film. Uh, obviously, oh, the, the blood lift. The blood lift. Or the blood elevator, for those of you. I wrote in, blood elevator. There you go, yeah. for uh, our American friends. Yeah, now that was the first thing where fe- it felt weird. I don't want to say like it in, it's it, in me. It, it's, uh, it's a bit like... I For me, this is one of the moments that the shooting, the Simpsons thing, ruined for mm, me. Because I see right. it and it's like, the blood usually gets off at the second floor. You know? <laughs> it's like... And that's like... There's a few instances in this movie where, yeah. like... If you your child, if you haven't like seen the shitting first, mm. are very scary. Yeah, but this is a part of the movie. I think it was almost it's been a bit neutered for me. It's been parodied a lot as well. I think the that the, the scene blood is so familiar, and I thought, okay, well, that's not, not, not but it's still freak fucking me out. gross. But it, the, in this film, there's a lot of things where it hangs on something just long enough that you're like, oh, it's it's yeah, it's basically the Family Guy principle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but. I know that you, you think that's funny, but that is kind of the thing that ha- kind of happens with jokes, but they're doing it with creepy stuff. That yeah. You're like, oh, this... Uh, As opposed to banal humour. Like, yeah. yeah. It just sticks around a bit too long. The doctor visits the, Danny, yeah. and we get to learn, of course, Sam Chapman's suspicions right off the bat were correct. 
As we find out that Danny was once involved in an incident where his shoulder got dislocated by Jack, and of course you have Wendy then set up very much as the kind of very much a victim in this movie in terms of she's like always trying to make like a, a bright smile and things, but you can tell she's just not yeah. got the conviction or the she's really like clearly upset by everything she tries to to hide. It's oh, it's that is fucking horrible. They head to closing day. It's kind of set up like Frasier, this, and that there is fades to black and then there's a little bit, like, you know. Yeah. Um, as they're driving to the hotel, I was heavily thinking about Hotel Hell. Okay, <laughs> the Gordon Ramsay. The yeah. Overlook Hotel has been here for <laughs> generations. <laughs> what are you doing closing it down for five months? He's going to kill his family. It's not how you run a hotel. <laughs> On the drive over, Jack's just uh, chatting to Danny about He's been an asshole, like, yeah. yeah. You, I'm hungry. Should have eaten your breakfast. Yeah, if your should've... parents says it to you, you're a bad parent. I'm hungry. Should have eaten some people like these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you eat your mother? Do me a favour. Uh, yeah, so we get the tour of the hotel as everyone's kind of shutting it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks amazing. You get a real sense that they're tiny in this It hotel does look good, yeah. Truly massive. Of course, we get the standard... Indian burial ground line. Oh man, um, I <laughs> that got a big laugh out of you. That got a big laugh because that's like one of these. That's I've written that that's the uh, what's the deal with airline food? Yeah, of horror, horror films, is yeah. like you can't. You know, I didn't know where it's it Steve, came It's from. really Stephen King because yeah. Pet Cemetery. I think there's a few of them where he's used that as his kind of Indian burial ground. Yeah, you know. Um, oh well, shit's gonna go wrong. Shit's gonna go down when you're yeah. on an Indian burial ground. Uh, we're also introduced to head chef Dick. Who can't follow instructions and is running roughshod over the kitchen? He's a he's a bit of a, he seems very strange in this first yep. scene. You meet the chef Dick, who you can find out can communicate to Danny with uh, telepathy mm. or The Shining, as he refers to it. It is less creepy when it's described to you that way than when he looks at him and his brain just goes, "You want some ice cream?" Oh yeah, that was another bit where I was freaked out. Yeah, um, that was so unsettling. Yeah, he was fine. Well, he's a bit weird initially. Yeah, like, but you like lamb? Yeah. You like that? La- 20 legs of them, man. Eat all the lamb. Yeah. I'm eccentric. <laughs> Look at all this meat. Yeah, and then he's like, I'm going to go get some ice cream with him. Is that all right? And they're like, yeah. Do you like ice cream, dude? <laughs> ah, yeah, he has a chat with him. You wouldn't leave a lad with a with a man nowadays, would you? you well, I'd would leave you? a head chef. Like. With a head chef? Yeah, put you trust a chef? Put him on the line, like. Okay. Not some of the head chefs I've seen in Hotel Hell Mines. <laughs> they couldn't manage a ham sandwich, like, let alone a child <laughs> eating ice cream. Yeah. But yeah, he tries to kind of have this you know, conversation with Danny and as best he can probe out the info about The Shining. We're introduced to The Shining, which yeah. I've, I think is much like The Force. Explain. It's just kind of like, it is there. This happens. And Doc is <laughs> there. The Doc is there talking about The Shining and his grandmother to little Danny across here. There's a fat British. I go, Oi, Doc! <laughs> Oi, Doc! Oi, I don't know, Shining! Actually, yeah, we've, we've got a second Doc as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got another Doc. Building up that repertoire yeah. of Docs. We got Dick Doc. Dick, we got Dick Doc. Dick Doc, good team. Room two three seven is alluded to as being a scary fucking room. Yeah, no, well, no, uh, there's nothing in there. I'll have you know, two room two three seven is perfectly fine. There's literally nothing in there. Don't go in there. There's nothing. Let's you, just forget if we ever brought it up. You'll just be disappointed. So I don't think that's going to come up later. On. And it's a month later. <laughs> Danny going around the big wheel. Another kind of iconic shot. 
Oh, yeah. Um, the tricycle following thing. Yeah. I'm not even sure how... Like, I know it would be like a camera on a track thing, but even for now, that's kind Maybe of... Maybe Kubrick just had some really, like, fucking awesome kids trailing them. With Maybe. With a camera on a tripod. Yeah. Like, that shot seemed like it would be difficult to do. I'll tell you, when I watched that, right, this was the first time... First time since... I, the only other time this really happens is anytime I've been on a long-haul flight, but this was the first time since then where I felt really annoyed that I'm not tiny. He looked like he was having a blast. He oh, I I just knowing full well that I could never have that experience. The um the noise around. the noise contrast between carpet, carpet and, and wood oh, floor was like yeah, oh, I'm not going to really experience that ever again. No, no, never. No. We're too big and gross. Yeah, what are you doing on a big wheel? Get off my carpet, like you know. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Jack gets up. He wakes up. It's only bloody eleven thirty. Who is he? Me. Hey. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a big sleepy man eating his eggs and bakey. Yeah. He's got writer's block. It's mm. a month in and he's still got uh, nothing. Lots of ideas, no good no ones. No good ones. Oh. But he likes it and he feels like he's been there before. It's like a kind of thing. And he do- Jack Nicholson does this little ooh. Yeah. And as we all know uh, in a horror movie when a guy kind of yeah. joking goes ooh it means shit's going well, That's his first and last cute moment. <laughs> no, that was uncute. That was creepy. Ooh. 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 And, uh, <laughs> old Jack. Old Jack. Mad oh. old Jack. You'll be the you'll be the death of us all. Yep. You will try to kill us. Yeah, we get a nice big awesome shot of the typewriter. And it sounds like there's be all these big drums and you zoom out and it's Jackie the same with the ball. Yeah. That really like Pretty sums clever. up that frustration where like well I've never had writers but right anyway. May just pen to paper content. That's mm. usually when when we write anyway, I think that's why it's like right. We write. We do. <laughs> <laughs> We also get introduced to the maze as well. This is oh, okay. point. Yeah, yeah. And they, they go, start going through the maze. And it's... I, don't know, I love this shot. I don't even know what it's thoroughly meant to represent. But, they, you know, Wendy and Danny are running in it. And it slowly zooms out. And there's, you know... You see it's tiny. And Jack Nicholson Jack is Jack. like... Yeah. That shot made me feel a bit queasy. I don't know why. I'm get, there's really? moments where I just feel a bit ill. Watching them, I don't know what's happening. It is. Like, it's it's unsettling. Kubrick seems to have got this kind of weird like hypnosis thing. <laughs> you no, know, it is. It lulls you in because yeah. I mean, he's, this is a movie. And when I was watching this, I thought, I what a stupid thought this is. But it's like, if you couldn't hear, like you know, you had to rely on subtitles. Mm. This movie would would be lost on you for a large part because of that music is so important in setting that yeah. mood and that atmosphere. And that's why you get those like moments. Because he's something, some slightly, he's like, oh, that's a bit weird. And all of a sudden, you've got these crazy, shrill instruments. It is the combination. Oh, it's a one-two punch, and it Mm. knocks your ass out, like. Tuesday, Danny goes and has a look at room 237. There's nothing in there. Nothing in there. Nothing in there. Wasting your time, mate. Full of nothing. Get back on your bike. (laughs) Jack is typing, and then uh, Wendy comes in, and he goes quickly from cute to era fuck off. Jesus. Yeah, no, he he gets into this whole kind of, it's distracting rant, which is basically Christian Bale on the set of Terminator (laughs) Salvation. It's like the same No! No! Yeah, he has a right pop, doesn't he? He has a pop Pops fired, mate. It was interesting because it's like, I know so this is the first time in the movie where he swears. Mm. And because the dialogue is quite minimal at times up to this yeah. point, and just to hear him just go, get the fuck out of it. Whoa, language mister. Thursday. Yep. Just cuts to a shot of Jack looking rougher than a bear's arse. Mm. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was pretty scary. And the, these these cuts to the uh, the black screen with the uh, the text, that's reminding me of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> 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 
It's like, oh. There's uh, no yeah. way I'm going to murder my family. <laughs> Jack murders his family. <laughs> you get you laugh massively at this point. He shed the shot of Jack where he just looks really scary and yeah. dirty and tired. And I was you just went, laughing at how. Well, you went. This was the exact. Noise, you went, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's because it was like, oh, he looks really creepy. Ha ha ha. Oh, he's still there. Yeah, I'm still looking at that. It's just fire. <laughs> He, yeah. He's playing you like a fiddle, son. He is. He is. Kubrick's getting me. Saturday, we get a radio conversation with the police. Nice. That oh. is, that, they, were, they were sweet and all small They were police. sweet. Wendy is the sweetest. Her, her fashion sense. Oh, yeah, she's sweet. Se- serious, yeah. serious. Yeah, definitely. Oh. She conveys, like, worry. Yeah. She's so empathetic. Mm. Because like, you can see, like, just the chinks in her armor. Because, you know, she, when she's smoking or whatever, you can just see the little twitches yeah. and you know that it's not all right under the surface. And, like, I think in a lot of movies like this, it's very easy to just kind of view that person as being like, oh, they're just being, you know, like, hysterical or something. But she does a really good job of, like, you really mm. kind of slowly builds with her as Jack gets crazier yeah, and she gets more sympathetic. Monday! Don't be blue, eh? So, <laughs> I, at one point, I was going to try and do... <laughs> like that cure song like for this but it's not appropriate no. we get the most fucking intense game of don't wake dad ever <clears throat> so intense mm. he went to go in and tiptoe in and just get his fire engine and dad is already awake your friend hasn't set the don't wake dad thing dad probably hasn't put the, the spring loaded <laughs> bit in such a you get this creepy heart to heart yeah he's oh. really creepy when he's with with his son oh and actually just before that we have the, the oh twins. come play with us forever and ever and ever yeah that got you as well Ugh. I didn't think something could be referenced in space and then still be unsettling for yeah. you yeah there was a bit of space earlier actually with the the bit where they go around the room perfect it's for a child. child I didn't realise how that whole scene was like shining oh, next time nice. you uh, get a big Pepsi Max at the cinema I'm gonna yeah. go it's perfect for a child <laughs> 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 when we're done with all of like all the classic movies I'll just go back and watch things like space and I'll be like I get everything <laughs> you write awesome. a letter to yeah. Edgar Wright and Simon yeah. Pegg well thanks, done lads thanks guys yeah. Wednesday uh, both of us at the start of this even though we were both feeling a bit sad and, and scared yeah. just went that jumper we want to get one of those Danny is rocking this sweet rocket oh, cardi no but I legit want one it's got a little Apollo USA can you I, I assume someone must make like grown up ones on like Etsy or something like that yeah, how creepy would you look at that? I mean... Exactly. Right. What you're really saying here, what we were both really were saying is, we want to be that little kid and yeah. have to, can wear that jumper and go around the big wheel. Don't mean a grown-ass man wearing that cute jumper. I, I, look like want, a, I want to be a grown-ass man wearing that cute jumper for the uh, <laughs> Cinemas World Christmas card. <laughs> for our uh, last Christmas music video, which yeah. we're going to shoot in the Hamptons. Room 237. Danny goes in. Why? There's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Wasting your time. Ugh. Wendy then all of a sudden she's down in the kitchen hears this screaming and this is a, another point which is just like oh Jesus it's, just like, it's an onslaught at this point mm. uh, Jack describes this terrible nightmare he's had and he's goes into like too much detail it's the kind of dream that if you had I imagine you shouldn't tell anyone yeah you'd <laughs> wake is, up and you'd think oh I had a dream where I chopped my wife and child into bits better not tell my wife and child this sense exact that fa- <laughs> yeah I had a dream where I bits <laughs> you know, that's what you're looking for. You go tell his wife this. She Jack, gets what happened? Bits. Bits and bobs. I got a new bit. <laughs> He's got a new bit. He's got a new bit. Da, 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 da. Yeah, so Jack describes in vivid detail to Wendy. Yeah. And then 
she's trying to console him and just as she is uh, Danny appears and he's got these bruises all over his neck and his jumper is torn and no one wants to see a child beaten up and uh, it was no one wants to see that jumper torn yeah good mm. jumper good yeah. stitch work runes hope you can get a replacement because uh, that's a classic and then of course it all comes up again when Wendy sees this and just immediately accuses Jack yeah. of having struck him and oh it's just fucking you get the sense that that's kind of understandable yeah really <laughs> and again the sense of isolation is really like crazy because when you realise these are the only three people like for, for miles and they're in this situation mm. it's you get a real sense of worry at this point Jack goes to wet his whistle <laughs> yeah what what does Jack need at this point a bloody tipple hey he needs a he needs a, a little a little something something. Five months on the wagon. Five this, miserable months on the wagon. This is not a said. man who needs a drink at this point. No, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Although I would say, give him a white yeah. rush at this point. He might calm the fuck oh, down. Oh, hey now, hey, yeah. Actually, oh, we haven't this, mentioned it. You haven't mentioned this, right? Um, we did mention it on the social media, but hey, I had at a white cinema Russian. swirl and yeah. on Twitter and Facebook.com slash cinema swirl. I had a white Russian. How was it? Bloody delicious. Was it better than the Pepsi Cherry? Yeah, oh, of course it was. Fucking yes! <laughs> uh, Pepsi still sponsors if you uh, want to, but... Um... Mate, we could get three sponsors from White Russians. Yeah. Kahlua. Kahlua. Vodka people. <laughs> the milk. And the milk. Board. The milk. <laughs> the milk. So, yeah, no, that's just good to know. But I think that, yeah, he goes for yeah. a much... Uh, he opts to sell his soul for a drink, in his own words. Not a good idea. Yeah. Wouldn't sell my soul for a White Russian. And uh, he, got, he, he gets... Uh, he gets really into this like conversation with Lloyd. But that directs uh, the camera bit before you see Lloyd. Yeah. That's familiar. It's a it's a gif. Is that a gif? That's a and also yeah. creepy. Very creepy. Where he just creepy starts dark. laughing and oh yeah. yeah. yeah Nicholson's face in this movie. He actually at one point just started wiggling his eyebrows during this this back and forth with Lloyd. And I looked over and you just looked you were had your head in your hands and you were mm. just like shaking your head. It's you kind were, of like, uh, is that yeah? Jack Nicholson, His he's face. a he's scary dude, creepy face. It's weird to say, considering Jack Nicholson is he's such a as we said before this, he's such a ridiculous character of a person. Mm. He's like a rubber face. <laughs> he he looks like a cartoon, yeah. and thinking he can actually really just get to you like that is a, mm-hmm. yeah, a testament to the man's acting. When you mention the white man's burden, yeah, what's he talking about? I think is it like that's a phrase I've heard. Is that oh this uh, this one seems white man's burden. <laughs> this might be one of these things that uh, you have to cut out if we yeah, no, say I'd... it completely wrong. I believe it's in relation to it's like this kind of fallacy in people's heads that white people have to like have a have a certain amount of inset guilt, which is horrible to deal with because of all the atrocities committed or whatever, and it's actually a horrible thing to, to be. It. Yeah, it's like oh, it's actually awful to be white, even though you're most privileged because. Of you know past discretions by from your race, I think that's okay. It. Well, with that in mind, he then refers to his wife as a sperm bank. So, what a character! Yeah, he managed to creep you out and disgust you oh, at the Jesus. same time. Had a bit of trouble hell. with that sperm bank upstairs. Ugh, you just oh, that was really not on. That's he, not on. He goes on as well about like the time where he was accused when he where he hits uh, yeah. his son, and it's just like. Ugh. Mm. Man, fucking terrifying yeah. stuff. And Wendy's too nice for Jack to be this cross at her because he's yeah. really having a proper. He's got such vitriol in his voice, yeah. and it's like you know that. All we like... know of this woman is like this really sweet. Yeah, she never raises her voice no. and tells him to do anything. She... <laughs> the worst thing she does is offer to make him some sandwiches. Yeah, and he fucking what hates a fucking that. bitch. Yeah. yeah, he's properly not having any of that. Um, Jack at the bar actually uh, reminded me a lot of the Heath Ledger Joker 
Yeah. I got that vibe. Yeah, 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 definitely. So I'm like thinking... Yeah, that would say that's a big inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hair and alone, mate. That's, that's, pretty, a, that's a, see, Really? Like, not, you, want, you want that sight right there? That's what it's like to be a regular person who watches movies. <laughs> right there. Whoa. Multiply that time. Do that a couple of times a day. Yeah. Spread over 10 years. And I'll be normal. You'll be normal. Yep. Take your medicine, brother. Yep. <laughs> Wendy comes and says that, according to Danny... He was assaulted by a lady mm. in a room. There's someone else in the hotel. She's hysterical. Jack is kind of like, well, I'm off the hook for being accused of this. Yeah. And he's like, what room is this? It's only room 237. Which, oh, as I've mentioned a few times, there's nothing there. Oh, and it's come to that time of the movie. The time of the movie where I actually spent around two or three minutes knowing what was coming, trying to formulate some sort of way where I would not have to look at the screen. Yeah. Um, I just need to mention that this this is going to get really creepy soon, but we do cut to Dick at home watching the news. Oh, he's and, got uh, the new, newscaster. New ladies on his on his wall. Yeah, newscaster Glenn Rinker. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to lighten the tension before Light shit gets really before weird. Shit gets real. Yeah. Well, we we see two, three, seven, and, we, and the we door is open. And there's a light to on. the bathroom. Now that green bathroom is uh, horrifying enough. From hey, yeah, uh, uh, homeware point. <laughs> Location, like, location, yeah. location with Sam Jeff. Change that colour and you'll uh, you'll sell the hotel for a for tiny, t- profit. tiny profit. Like. <laughs> um, there's a yeah. lady in the shower and mm. it's like, there's so many heart emotions you run through here. All of them are bad. It opens up, it's a nude woman, beautiful young woman and Jack, the, just you keep coming back to him mm. and he goes through several stages of perversion basically mm. and it's just like, oh my God, you meant to be up here to find out who assaulted your child and he's like yeah. he's always just staring with a big pervy face his eyes are just like sticking yeah. out on stalks his mouth is open and this is it's it again you're saying with this slightly too long I've seen this movie a dozen times yeah. and I was going over here I was like I know what's going to happen any second now any second now any second I just it still got me mm. when he starts kissing her and then he looks in the mirror and sees that it's a gangrenous old lady and it's the next two minutes are essentially so horrible. Hell on earth. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that you would wake up when you were a kid, screaming your head off like yeah. that kind of that's thing. That's top level horror, creepy. The first shit. time I saw this, I remember this stuck with. I had nightmares for mm. weeks after this. I probably will tonight. Oh Jesus, <laughs> Sam! Oh, no, it's no. Fine. I didn't write much for this because I was so freaked out. I just wrote "Bath Lady" in really. I wrote "scary" in capital yeah. letters. It's you, fucking gross. Because it sticks with you. We're not going to forget that. No, thanks no. Thanks very much for having a podcast where we can discuss Ugh. this in fucking yeah. detail. Ugh. Jack comes back to the room and he says that nothing's happened. And basically he's like, yeah. yeah nothing, nah. mate. There was nothing in there. His like, revulsion after it is like, kind of yeah. like, I get it, buddy. You're still a creep. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just a vile feel. That's a little sympathy moment for you feel <laughs> You feel sick to your stomach yeah. at that point. He's implying that Danny did it to himself. Red rum, says Danny. Red rum. Red rum. Introduces red this now. Rum. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Red, I, love, I love a glass of red rum. <laughs> I like to unwind. Red rum. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Jack then it's starts. Tony. <laughs> Why does the Sopranos keep coming back into it? Just Tony. Jack oh. swears at Wendy. Yeah, he gets proper angry. More angry. Oh, there. God. It's so no, tense. It's not nice, no. He dresses her down. Jack is then like walking off in a big huff and happens upon a party. What is his point in this, in that argument? I can't remember what... He, I remember he was swearing and he was angry, but I don't remember why. He was swearing at her because he was like, 
I think he was implying that like she wanted him to like to leave or whatever, and then Tony oh, said, yeah. "Oh, you want me to be like you know shoveling driveways or working in a car wash?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was implying that she's like somehow stopping him from. I was like, that was the uh, you fucked up all of my life, but you're not gonna yeah, fuck yeah, up this. Yeah, Ooh, no, well, she hasn't. Has she's she? not at all. <laughs> I'm all right. If there's a prequel where Wendy's a proper rotter, yeah, I want to see that because I don't feel yeah, okay. All right, about you can balance Jack's this character, <laughs> but need some serious balance now yeah. to go to get this stuff. We had a dick scene. I'm sorry. Dick scene. <laughs> um, and it you, is past midnight, folks. Give, yeah, us, yeah. A, give us a break. Like. <laughs> we had a dick scene, and um, you mentioned something that I picked up on, and I'm sorry about this, but you said you had like really creepy kind of deja vu feeling. Yeah, it was um, when Dick the rings up department? the fire department to see if they can ring and see what's up. Hmm. I just had this like dreadful sense of deja vu that I was watching that scene because it was very specific there's like Venetian blinds and yeah. he's wearing specific jammers and yeah again it was just like you, so said, you said it felt like you watched it really recently but you haven't watched I've it I've watched it years yeah. last I said, time I watched this so I was, it was Jesus it was like four years ago So I leaned over and said that's called The Shining <laughs> no, you, you went it's called The Shining <laughs> you said it all mysterious like like you're Morgan Freeman or something yeah. but we're all getting a lot of kind of creepy senses of something during yeah I'll thing. tell you deja vu normally is but oh, 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 oh. Yeah, deja vu like minutes after those two scenes those yeah. slobber knocker scenes it's like it's like no I don't want you nope. no go away yeah Jack yeah he's in this party now which yeah. is kind of a party full of people he's like all fancy and regal in the gold room the gold room, <laughs> the gold room. He's told his money's no good here anymore from Lloyd and Guy bumps into him, spills drinks on him. He's been cleaned off in the bathroom. Yep. Right? No problem, Jeeves the old Jeeves boy. Jeeves the old boy. Yeah. And we get another colourful bathroom. Very red. Mm. Very, very red. That's a red room is what that is. Hey, murder. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, he's there and he's like, he basically, he starts clearly when he revealed that he's the former caretaker, mm. the guy who's warned of killing his children and his wife. Delbert Grady. And uh, he drops an N-bomb. And uh, Jack mm. drops an N-bomb. Basically, it comes to it, he's implying that, you know, you should probably kill your family. Not only are they murderers, bloody racists. Racist, dead ghost murderers. Bloody hell. Indian reservations bring out the worst in everyone, like... You are the caretaker. Yeah. You're always the caretaker. I corrected her. Oh, yeah, no, corrected. Just just corrected. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, no! Don't correct me! Oh, Jack sabotages the radio. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they can't, yeah. like, and it's like, oh, no, he's definitely going to do this. Mm. Cut to 8 a.m., and uh, we get a nice long Dick gonna save him scene. Dick's heading in. Dick's going in. Dick, yep. Dick is uh, is going <laughs> to penetrate this problem. <laughs> he's going to insert himself into this situation. Yep. I hope he's brought protection. What time do we get to Denver? Yeah, yeah it's, it's quite protracted, isn't it? Yeah, it's a nice little, short, little, I'm going Excuse to Denver. Me, what will the in-flight meal be? Like, you yeah. know, it's... Um, and he phones up his mate, just saying that there's some unreliable assholes running that place and needs to go and sort things out. Unreliable. You can't count He's on not any telling them. the truth. <laughs> you can't count on these assholes or anything. Cleaning, yeah. not killing their family, <laughs> not selling their soul for drinks. Unreliable. Um, and then Dick uh, is... Dick's driving, and on the radio, <laughs> the two presenters are saying, this is what you call having a bad day. This is what you call... Heavy Snow, you're tuned to Plot Reinforcement FM. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that's the dream. That's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. We're hoping that some local radio station is going to hire the two of us to do the drive time slot. Yeah. Hey, Sam, I hear it's so warm out there today. People are wearing shorts. That's what you call a warm day. Hey, you're listening to Sam Kevin in the evening. Drive time. You know, it's a, that would be yeah. the easiest, man. Email us if you've... Uh... Emails if you got a slot on a your breakfast show. breakfast show <laughs> going going in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. We can wake you guys up. We get Wendy trying to confront Jack. Well, she takes the baseball with bat, the baseball. And I was thinking, it's no weather for baseball or Rounders. Yeah, <laughs> no ball games out there because you really you're not you're going to be in trouble. No. Yeah. So she goes to confront Jack. She, she sees the typewriter and another famous one. I think you mentioned this one to start. Uh, the all work, no play. Distressing. Going through all the different variations of it written. Different formatting. Yeah. It would be less yeah. scary if she was scrolling down on a Word document, obviously. Yeah, that's a good point. Something actually. about the, the, the every line you had to put the typewriter. He's up. not control C, control V that. No, no. He's, <laughs> he's typed that out for realsies. So there ain't no paperclip going to pop up yeah. there and say, "Looks like you're trying to murder your family." Like, <laughs> no. Here's some templates to creep them out with your writing. But yeah, that's a proper scary moment. And Jack, it's great because every scene where you come across Jack, sequentially in the movie, like he starts off the very start, like something not right with him, and then it's like, oh, he's a bit creepy there, like or like, oh, he's kind of boy, and like, wow, that was scary. And now it's just like, fuck, man, this dude is fucking terrifying. Fuck this creep. Yeah, <laughs> run. He's he doing the give me the bed, give me the bed. I'll use the title. I was just thinking, all beer, no beer, no TV, make Homer something, something. No. Go crazy. Don't mind if I do. Yeah, she bonks him and he takes a fucking tumble. Jesus Christ. He does, I, actually, I was saying for such a loud film, Jack falling down the stairs, quite soft the sound of that. He's a soft man. Yeah, he's just wilts down the he's stairs just, he's, just, he's filled with lentils yeah. and ball bearings or something he's kind the of like, music's really loud but he's just, oh, he's just he's bam down the stairs and uh, he really gets what's coming to him he gets locked in the pantry without a tin opener yeah she twilight zoned him he can he can <laughs> he can have his fill of rice krispies in there that's what I was thinking yeah, yeah. oatmeal he's gonna be regular as fuck when he comes out there will be no match for fibre driven Jack Nicholson <laughs> also I like the fact this is a movie. I think it's happened a couple of times before where Jack Nicholson plays a character called Jack. Yeah. Just for like convenience sake on his part. Yeah, well I think either way, if it was not if it was not called Jack, we'd probably be just saying Jack Nicholson does this. Yeah, so he, he yeah. is he's, like an Arnie type thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I will always remember the name of Commander John Matrix, but that's just me. John Matrix? Oh man, we're gonna do Commando okay, eventually. Right. Yeah, you're right that one. Dude, I wanna folks. just Alright, next episode commandos go to the swirl for people Ooh. to vote on the basis of that reaction. John alone. Matrix. John Matrix. <laughs> And his partner, Barry Diehard. <laughs> um, Wendy's like, it's great because even when Jack McGree gains consciousness, he goes through his phases. He's like, open the fucking door. Mm. And then he's like, Wendy, I hurt my head real bad. Ooh, I need a doctor. She goes to get the snowcat and he's like, yeah, he's he's only buddy sabotaged that as well. Oh, what a, what a, sa- <laughs> what a saboteur he, he is. He really yeah. is. 4 p.m. The spirit of Grady gives him a pep talk. Yep. You sound to me like you don't even want to kill your family, Jack. <laughs> yeah, Grady's using reverse psychology Come to on bully now. somebody. Yeah. I'm sorry, I thought you were cool. Yeah. Guess us guys were wrong. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, no, Grady's, Grady's psyching him up. He's, he's let out. Yeah. Uh, that out. is weird because yeah. at this point it's like 
these creepy dead dudes are actually can open doors. Because originally at the start, uh, Tony, the when he's talking to Danny, he's like, yeah. remember, it's just like pictures in a book. It's not real. And they're like saying, like, oh, it's like burnt toast. It's a remnant of something that's happened. But mm. you see now they can now actually, like, yeah. whoa, shit's going down here. Mm-hmm. Dick's coming. <laughs> and we got another, like, on scenes on top of scenes on top of scenes here. Mm. Danny nicks the knife and starts, he's doing red rum the whole time. Yeah. Writes it on the wall. Then he starts going, red you ever want to wake up in the morning, there's a good alarm. Just telling oh, you. Yeah. yeah. yeah you wake up. <laughs> there's beside you a knife. How's it going? <laughs> and then I cut you a bagel because I'm a good host. Aww. Hey. Yeah. Distressing. He shouts, screams red rum at this point. And mm. as he's screaming it, Jack Nicholson just does a bloody iconic bit of movie right here. Bang with the yeah. axe. The, the, the shot of home. the axe. Him swinging the axe and hitting the door. And it's done quite a few times in two different doors. Mm-hmm. The kind of the camera following the axe perfectly. There's real power behind the scene. Really good shot. And the, the noise as well. Yeah. It just makes it seem like he's he's chopping and it. And you down, can see like. why that's used not just once, like because it's such a well done shot. All these camera movements to me seem like they would be. When was The Shining released? Is like eighties? Yeah, very early eighties. Would be difficult to do. I mean, I know it is anyway. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean that's just Kubrick though. I suppose. Yeah, it's like, really I mean, that's uh, the, the easy the answer for it. But yeah. yeah it, it's hard as well sometimes with scenes like this because this is a man chopping a, chopping a door. Mm. It's kind of like to, to sit back and kind of go, you've seen it a few times anyway, where you can kind of go, oh, why is it that this is just better than any other movie where a guy hits a, a door with an axe, which happens quite a bit. Like, That's why. It's, it's why, exactly. Yeah. It's fucking really well put together. Mm. Here is John. <laughs> Here I am. Here I am. It's me. Here I come John. to save the day. <laughs> Jack Nicholson's on yeah. his way. <laughs> Uh, Doc arrives finally, and he gets killed immediately. Dick, you mean? Shit, do I say what do I say? Doc. Oh fuck. Dick, Doc. Dick gets docked. Yeah, and th- this was Dick's moment to uh, shine. Hey, hey, We get this terrifying chase now. As yep. Danny is being chased by. Well, that Dick bit was like built up so massively, and then it's just boom, axed, gone. Yeah. Dead dick. People say this is like the the trope of, you know, in a horror movie, like the one black character being killed off, like who's yeah. there to make No, that famous trope there. The, the, the new groundskeeper Willie in this, in that, in the whole, all three of the Simpsons yeah. of this uh, Halloween one, did the, the shitting where he just yeah. keeps getting killed over and over again. That like. trope that the, the black character has like a big arc and then, and then dies. Bro. That famous trope. Well, at least he knew what time he was arriving in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for small miracles. I hope he had a good omelette. I hope he had, I hope he enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> the the I've enjoyed the uh, the radio stylings of those yeah. two fine DJs. It's what you call a bad day. It's, it's what you call heavy snow. It's called heavy axe to the chest. <laughs> Wendy goes uh, off trying to find Danny and and Jack, and mm. you're subjected now to just a suite of terrifying imagery, weird stuff. There's the the guy in the animal mask who just sits up when he's filleting another dude. It's just like. Now, I've been to a few of those parties, but this really wasn't... As they may, I didn't press enter on clips for sale. I didn't agree to these terms, all right? Yeah. I'm not even creepy. private browsing right here, okay? Yeah, I'm, not, is... I'm not incognito. No, this is... This is, this is I'm watching a film. What's going on, on here, night? guys? <laughs> My Amazon preferences are going to go way out of whack after this. That was weird, though. Yeah. Also, um, seeing um, the, the former guy going, oh, it's a beautiful party. <laughs> blood all over his head. And of course, as well, the elevator full of blood one more time. Except yeah. this time, 
is it's, this for real? It's for realsies. Yeah. Jesus. Well, is anything for reals in this whole kind of crazy, kooky world? Yeah, Sam that's, is, that's just my general philosophy. Sam is, is gesticulating like a goddamn madman right now. <laughs> yeah. It was a long movie, guys. It, well, Wendy is like, you just feel her fear at this point. Yeah. Oh, God. That chase through the... Oh, and so she goes into that room with all the... Um, all the ghosts, sorry, all the, the skeletons. skeletons yeah, and, and I don't know webs. whether that was like a, part of this whole creepy things that turn up thing or whether she just hadn't been in the skeleton room yet. <laughs> You've really, She's really fallen yeah. behind with her it's husband big... on the upkeep of his face. Such a... <laughs> I used to, I'll Ugh. tell you right now, I was bad as the rest of them. When my yeah. girlfriend comes into the bedroom, she says, Oh, buddy, dusty skeletons <laughs> everywhere. You've not been cleaning it. Oh, don't get me started. Yeah. I've been there. The chase through the maze in the snow. Beautiful and terrifying. Again, using the same shots as earlier in the big wheel. Yeah. Except this time you've got scary uh, Jack Nicholson. Danny uses the same method from 101 Dalmatians to, uh, to give him the slip. Covering over the tracks and then jumping over. Works for Cruella DeVille and works for Jack Nicholson, two of cinema's truly evil bastards. Mm. Yeah, gives them the slip, freezes. Yeah, they get away. And it's one of these ones as well where like, I've seen this movie so many times. And the so Dick did save the day because he brought the... Uh, he brought the, the snow cat. Snow cat, yeah. yeah. So they managed to escape, but like this is definitely one of these movies where I've seen it so many times and I know the escape every time. And seeing them go off on that thing, I don't go... Oh, thank God for that. It doesn't even phase that me or register. help you. It doesn't. No. They've left. They're fine. Yeah. But it doesn't... It doesn't and Jack's dead. Like, ah. No, it's not It's not that feeling. No. And it's not the fact that Doc's dead. Like, Because Doc's dead, death Dick. is... I can call him Doc. <laughs> Doc, Dick, dickity Doc. Dr. Dick is like... His death <laughs> barely phases you, really, because it's so sudden. Yeah. So I, I'm always left wondering in this movie, is it just because of that long feeling of dread that you have the whole time, where you just mm. feel... Ugh, at points. It's like a slow build of just... So when they finally get out, there's no kind of like, yay, there's no yay. happy music. Yeah, you, when, they, when they're leaving, you don't have them going, yeah, we're finally going. No, instead yeah, you've you got... Just see it go. You just hear Jack Nixon going, duh, yeah. duh, duh. I think he's a little bit, a bit more of the old, the old booze. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell, that man. That's And then you end on that, of course, the long shot of zooming in onto the onto the picture. It's in right. 1921, and he's there. Lots of theories and speculation. Yeah, I don't want to be a, a, a ding-dong. But, but what? <laughs> You've the, always been the caretaker? He's always... That's... Is that what's... Lots of... It's one of these ones open to interpretation. Okay, yeah. The loosest term of it. I'm not, a, I'm not a shining buff by any stretch of the imagination. Loosest term of it is like... It is basically kind of like hell, essentially. Okay. And he's kind of... He's trapped there with them now, almost. Kind okay. of, you know what I mean? Yeah, They're yeah. kind of in this permanent place. Which yeah. is kind of... You know, when he says he'll sell his soul earlier on for the drink blah, blah, blah. that being said there's a gajillion interpretations and theories about this and I'm sure there's probably an official one from Stephen King as well so that being, it is a good oh, it's a real yeah it's yeah. a nice question mark at the end of it without being too kind of oh it was all a dream yeah. I can't wait for The Shining 2 <laughs> <laughs> no Shining 4 Salvation is where it's at it's oh. distracting <laughs> When you murder my family, that's distracting to me. How do I come over to your hotel? Murder your children. No. Oh, we're fucking done. Professionally. We're done here. Oh, my God. That was an onslaught. That was heavy fucking going. Mm. Right. I never thought it would happen with Cinema Sorrow. I'd be like, 
Jesus, that's a fucking tough day at the office. <laughs> but it was, yeah. But Jesus Christ. Whew. Are you all right? I think yeah. we have to go watch something happy now. I think so. It did succeed in scaring you at points. Yeah. Definitely there was that feeling of dread. There was definite dread. There was fear. You got why it was a big movie. Yeah. Was this one okay. which you felt, having watched it as a youngling, it would have impacted you more? Yeah, it would have sort of buried itself into my... 12-year-old Sam watching this, what do you think the outcome is? Because for me, I was like pissing myself in bed like with yeah, this thing. I would have been even worse than I am now. <laughs> Psychologically. <laughs> and it's really Whoa. hard because, I mean, some people love this whole the, the roller coaster. I've never been a massive horror film fan. I don't mm. think you necessarily this, are either. This is a horror film. It's also a Stanley Kubrick film, which is... That takes precedent. That sounds like a bit like it's not just a horror film. It's a it's M&S horror yeah, film. Exactly. It's a horror but film it, covered in thick double cream. Kubrick's almost like a genre because it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a special thing. Almost. Yeah. Enjoyable then. Enjoyable. Well, <laughs> it's hard to say. Isn't yeah. it for you? I mean, I think it's a really f- good. I think it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Because I mean, just for me alone, to make a movie to do just like it's just a movie, you yeah. know, and there's no cheap tricks. No, it's, but it does unsettle you. It unsettles you. It does it the old-fashioned way through yeah. fucking perseverance, and it tra- it weighs you down. And it's obviously very meticulously done that, like perfectly, to yeah. make you feel not good. <laughs> I think we weird one to ask you your rating for this one. Then on the back I'm of not that, sure. I'm th- my head's going for like four and a half star wipes, really. Yeah, I'm not even saying that with any kind of. You're gusto. not. It's just like, <laughs> it seems to think. Would you like? Would you recommend this to people, given how you're feeling at the moment? I mean, it's an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do. I feel I feel bad. <laughs> it's because... Oh, another factor in this is that it is late now. So as well as feeling unsettled, I'm also feeling tired. <laughs> I think it is a, there's a sense of if you're watching this, like, first thing in the morning with a pot of coffee in you, you'll, you'll be have grand. a different experience. You're yeah. watching this at the end of a, you know, this is a Friday, end of a long working week for us both, like, and I think... <laughs> We're both we're we're fragile. Neither of us needed this. We're both weak men at the moment. Neither of us needed this. We needed something affirming right but now. Yeah, four and I gotta half, go. Four and a half four star, and a half wipes. star yeah. wipes. You heard it here first. Thanks very much for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. And as always, make sure you go over to facebook.com forward slash cinema swirl and vote on our upcoming episode. And also be sure to follow us at Cinema Swirl on Twitter to keep up to date with all the latest happenings. And if you're on iTunes, leave a rating or review. Be sure you subscribe to get all of our episodes directly as soon as they're available. This episode was produced by me, Kevin, and was edited by Sam. And the music for this episode was also made by Sam. Make sure as well you head over to YouTube.com and check out the Cinema Swirl YouTube page where you can see some amazing animations done from episodes of past. Also as well, if you've got a question, query, or comment you'd like us to discuss or go over in the opening moments of any episode, be sure to send your emails to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. The funniest and best ones will be read out. Thanks very much for listening to another episode, and as always, we'll see you next time on Cinema Swirl. Welcome to episode... Oh shit, I forgot. Start again. Start again. (laughs) What number is it? It's five. Is it five? Yeah. Yeah, it's five.